Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. You know, a little history lesson, you know, Christopher Columbus, who's been traced to have a Jewish heritage was fleeing Jewish persecution when he arrived in Spain and Portugal. And then there has been some tracing of his crew uh, in 1492 to have almost been exclusively, not quite completely, but a Jewish crew. And they were fleeing persecution from the Catholic Church at the time, which resulted in the discovery of the New World and America, praise God. Fast forward a few centuries. And we see the pilgrims fleeing the persecution from the king of England, which resulted in them fleeing to America. And they were all fleeing for one reason, freedom to worship God in the way they choose. I mean, this contradicted the Catholic Church and the authority of the Pope and all the, the Catholic Church doctrines and teachings. I mean, you know, how could you? Well, our guest today is going to discuss these differences and the continuing persecution of Christians and what the true believers should be doing in this day and this hour in preparation for the soon return of Jesus. Amen. Dr. Richard Ruling is back today to share information that a lot of churches just refuse to acknowledge, let alone discuss. I mean, it is probably going to stir up a few fires here and there and because uh, they're not prepared for the backlash, so they don't want to talk about it. But that's okay. You know, bro, uh, P- Pastor Bob, <clears throat> I thrive on sharing the truth of the Bible. And if I'm stepping on toes, my response is don't put your toes out where they can get stomped on. Amen. <laughs> uh, Dr. Richard Ruley just finished a series of interviews where we discussed the seven seals of Revelation. If you missed any of those episodes, you need to go back to our archives and listen to them because he shared a lot of value bombs in those interviews. So go back On to the archives. Podcast, can't talk. Call back in an hour. So go to our archives and type in Dr. Ruling's name and listen. Amen. Help me welcome to the program, Dr. Richard Ruling. Dr. Ruling, thank you for taking the time to come back on the program today, man. I do appreciate it. Oh, it's good to be with you, brother. You are a brother in Christ, and uh, we see things a lot similar. I want to say, first of all, that I have had some very fine Catholic Christian friends. Sure. I'm not. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. This is not about people. It's about a system that is seeking to uh, control people, basically. And uh, it's about the uh, the Catholic Church, which lost supremacy in the world. Uh, the emperors would bow to the pope. And yeah. were crowned by the Pope. And um, I remember uh, when I was a kid looking through a book, a picture book of a certain uh, king who stood outside uh, the Vatican uh, on on ice for t- two or three days uh, until the Pope would would see him. Mm. My, I mean, you know, uh, that's humility, humbling. But uh, he had to do it to to get his uh, his uh, empire back, I guess. But my point is that. Rome lost it all in the old world when Columbus and the, the Gutenberg Bible came out and people had a Bible for themselves to read it. Right. It's no wonder that the present Pope called it a dangerous book because it's dangerous to his supremacy. But uh, the, the bottom line is that 
that um, God loves everyone. He loves the Pope. But uh, if we are adamant in, in our choices for life, um, God will let us have our choices. He's not going to knock it out of our hand. Yeah. And uh, I see uh, what is called a Hegelian dialectic. That's a fancy word. I, I didn't hear that growing up. But it means um, create a problem and then present your solution to that problem. Mm -hmm. And uh, this country is being torn apart right now by Rome. It, it started really uh, with the Civil War and uh, a chief uh, Catholic justice, uh, Roger Taney, saw that the black man has no rights that a, that a white man is bound to respect. I mean, that's that's huge. You know, mm -hmm. that's that's coming from Rome. But um, Abraham Lincoln uh, saw a dark cloud uh, on the horizon coming from Rome. So he, he made that statement and he was later assassinated. It was it, really uh, Catholic people behind it uh, doing it. Yeah. Um, J.F. Kennedy, when he saw uh, um, secret societies were repugnant, well, uh, the CIA is a secret, uh, the leaders are always secret society members of the Catholic Church. Uh, you know, and a, a nun who was raped called Homeland Security, Romeland Security. Okay, so this is where we're headed with with a uh, favorite author of mine saw war, famine, pestilence abroad in the land. And this is about America. We're headed that direction. And uh, out of it all, their answer is we need a new world order with um, global government. Okay, and the Pope yeah. will be the one in charge, you know. Yeah. Uh, so we're headed that direction and it's coming. But there are a few turns in the road first before we get there, <laughs> yeah, as amen. far as I'm concerned. And I'm seeing that uh, in Revelation 11, uh, God is going to give power to his side, Moses and Elijah power, to shut the heavens, turn water to blood. Moses turned water to blood. Elijah shut the heavens. He's going to do that for 1,260 days. That's three and a half years. And then the, the beast gets power for 42 months. Similar time, same time frame, really. Equal side, equal power to eat both sides equal and then everyone will have seen what what uh it's kind of like christ and satan at the cross you know yeah. every the contrast of uh this guy never did anything harm but uh put him on a cross so uh i i believe it's going to become clear as time goes on but we need to run toward god not away from him when bad things happen amen amen you know i i have a lot of catholic friends as well and they're nice people for the most part uh but it's not I guess the Catholic Church has instituted a a lot of controversial doctrines that basically contradict evangelical Christianity, you know. And and we know they focus most of their doctrines on the Trinity, but what are where are their teachers wrong in this? What, what is your opinion on this matter? Well, thank you for the opportunity to share. Uh, Paul in Romans one twenty said, "Whatever may be known about God." may be understood from the things that are made, even his Godhead. And the point is that the Catholic Church boasts that the Trinity is, is at the foundation of all of their doctrines. Well, that, that should be huge suspect to any real Protestant. You know, I mean, if, if that's the foundation, something is wrong. Uh, can you smell <laughs> something <laughs> rotten in Denmark somewhere? Yeah. So anyway, um, if, if we can know about God from the things that are made, and the things that are made are... Uh, in Genesis 1, verse 26 and 7, we are made in their likeness, in their image, male and female. It suggests that uh, they are male and female. And Christ, uh, you know, says that what pop, most popular verse in all the Bible maybe is God so loved the world that he gave his only 
begotten son. Well, uh, you know, Abraham begot so-and-so and so-and-so. You know, the, the Bible is filled with begets. Somebody had had a child. And um, uh, we, 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 we uh, somehow overlooked that. And where is mother? You know, heavenly father. But um, the Proverbs 25.2 says, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing and the honor of kings to search it out. So God is, um, it's not that he's trying to hide it from us. It's just that we, he wants us to become familiar with his word. It's his love letter to us. He could have spelled it out all out in the first uh, few pages of the Bible. You know, my son's going to die on a cross, but then uh, it would, uh, it would uh, remove the mysticism and the need for search and the, uh, the, the debate that has uh, uh, crystallized truth. Uh, you know, it's been hammered out. That, uh, this is true and so on. But um, other people, they just want to be taught what mom said and dad said. Old time religion is good enough for me. Well, uh, we need to keep up with what's changing and what's going where, where we're headed in this. And so uh, I think um, um, I, I, I'm glad for my background to uh, uh, question and and uh, some of this is the Bible's clear. Even hundreds of a thousand years, really, before the papacy came along. The little horn of Daniel 9 that grew out of the fourth beast, Rome, was diverse or different. This little horn was religious, okay, and it became great. And it persecuted the saints, it says, and changed times and laws. Well, we have a Gregorian calendar. Is that a big mystery of, uh, you know, uh, which side are we on in this controversy between good and evil? You know, yeah. and ba basically, it says in Revelation 13th chapter, in the first few verses, that the the, uh, the dragon gave the, the beast power and authority and his seat. So uh, there's a the dragon is the uh, previous chapter is the old serpent, the devil, you know, uh, Satan. And so um, uh, that that's where you know people think they can get to heaven by uh, doing what they want and paying the priest each week. That's a nice, pleasant way to do it, you know. And uh, uh, but but it gets down to the end, and where, where's the peace? I've seen people. The, the burnout of all this system is uh, that uh, they become atheists, uh, uh, evolutionists. Uh, they don't really know. They they have stuck in their habits and lifestyle, and and they've been forgiven supposedly all these times, but they never really repented. Right. They, they didn't really. We can. God will help us to repent, and and we should not cheapen His gift by right. offering forgiveness for money. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, I, uh, I know that the King James version of the Bible is not best translation of scripture. I, I also know that the Catholic version is very, very different from the Bible that evangelical Christians read in various translations. But let me see if I understand you correctly. Because I see, you know, from our conversations in the past and all that, that in the beginning, God created everything. Then he created man. And man is created, as you said, in the image of God. So man would have all or both the masculine and feminine personalities of God. Then when he removed Adam's rib and created Eve, basically, I think he essentially took the feminine personality from Adam and gave it to Eve. That would mean in order to complete each other again, a man and woman would have to find their soulmate that would complete them. And that would explain the the physical man, but what about the spiritual man? One, once we are born again, we have Christ dwelling in us. So would the next step be then what's been called the filling of the Holy Spirit in order to receive the feminine Godhead as well? 
I believe that's the case, actually. And um, I'll just run through some of the scriptures that help support this in a, in a general sense. Uh, we haven't uh, seen it because uh, of, of translation, I think, a uh, bad translation that, that uh, uh, it, it father, you know, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Well, we just think the spirit is some essence or some influence or some feeling. And it's true that we all have a spirit about us. Uh, um, some people have a nice spirit, uh, a happy, joyful, and so on. Others have a more solemn, uh, you know, et cetera. But <clears throat> Paul says in Galatians 4.26, Jerusalem, which is above, is the mother of us all. A city cannot be a mother, but cities are named for mothers uh, or people, important persons. You know, Washington, D.C., Jefferson City, Missouri, Lincoln, Nebraska, all reflect uh, great people in the past. And so I see that that uh, this is not just a, a passing single verse, though, because uh, in Isaiah 37th chapter and in 2 Kings uh, 19, uh, both both places have uh, a single uh, two chapters, almost word for word the same, and they have a daughter of Jerusalem. You know, so Jerusalem above is a mother, but she has a daughter. Well, Christ is an only begotten son, uh, but wow, there may be a daughter there. And it says that when Sennacherib was at the gates of Jerusalem, knocking on the door, asking uh, them to surrender or they will be mincemeat, and, and your God can't deliver uh, uh, um, you from us, uh, etc. cetera, you're, you're going to be dead. Um, uh, he mocked the God of Israel and Hezekiah was the king in sackcloth and ashes in the temple seeking God, and he sent Eliakim to Isaiah the prophet, say, what, is there any hope for us? And the answer came back from Eliakim, who later was said to have the key of David, okay? He had the key. Why is this a key? I don't know, but it's, it's a who the God is, you know? It says, the daughter of Jerusalem has shaken her head at him whom he has blasphemed, okay? Well, blasphemy yeah. is speaking against God, so she was God. You know, and, and daughter of Jerusalem, Jerusalem must be God, mother of us all, you know, so mother and daughter, as well as father and son, you know, mm -hmm. from my perspective. And if you look here and there, you know, uh, uh, Isaiah 28, 10 talks about here a little, there a little, you find truths hidden, but they reveal uh, the situation. And I, I see that in Proverbs 8 chapter, wisdom is personified as she. Why does uh, wisdom cries at the gates that uh, lifts up her voice? Okay, but in verses 22, 23, uh, she before the mountains were before anything, she was brought forth. And the word for brought forth is childbirth. Okay, and in verse 30 of Proverbs 8, she is brought up with him daily, his delight, rejoicing always before him. Who is him? <laughs> well, I think it's her, her brother. You know? yeah. And if you read, read uh, Song of Solomon, one of the uh, least understood books or most misunderstood in the Bible. It's a love story uh, that really, I think, is not of Solomon, but Solomon represented Israel's true, truest king, wisest king. And uh, in chapter 5, verse 2, it says, open to me, his anak, open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled. Okay. Now, no bride of Solomon was undefiled. They were all defiled. But this is a uh, a um, in Jewish uh, culture, a betrothal is a serious commitment to wedding, 
and you almost have to get a divorce not to go through with the wedding. But uh, uh, and and Jacob, for example, was betrothed to Rachel for seven years, you know, before the wedding. Uh, I believe we can be betrothed to the bridegroom, Christ, for for the last seven years. M make a commitment and live for him. And if we're faithful to our a covenant, uh, I believe that uh, we can eat wedding cake in heaven. Yeah. But, uh, my my point is that that it's a a solemn process of uh, of betrothal. And uh, in in the Bible, uh, we we see, uh, as he said, "Open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled." The dove descended on him at his baptism. In yeah. a special sense, he was anointed for his mission. <clears throat> Messiah means anointed, and she gave him wisdom. And uh, if if he had failed to yield to her, like we sometimes do when we think, "Well, I shouldn't do that, but I'm I'm going to do it now. Uh, change later, maybe." Well, we we we're not listening, and we we sin. But Christ didn't sin. He he yielded to the 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 anointing that he had, yeah. and I believe that we. Um, and by the way, it's not. It was not. Um, in in Catholic culture, Mary is co-redemptrix. Okay, uh, and pray for uh, Mary to bless us and help us. Mary, ask God to do this. Well, God God already loves us. He doesn't need Mary to tell him. And I I think she's dead in the grave. Maybe. Uh, you know, I, I I don't want to go into the theology of, uh, of the, in Ecclesiastes 9, 5, it says, the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. When Lazarus came out of the grave, he didn't tell what wonderful visions he saw of heaven or anything like that. I believe we're in the grave waiting for the resurrection. When he comes, uh, all, uh, when Christ calls the, the dead forth, uh, those who have been his will, will come forth. But anyway, um, my point is that um, we, we're in a process of trying to see who God is. And when Christ was on earth, uh, he was going to leave. And he said, I will not leave you. And the word Greek word is orphanos, orphans. I will not leave you orphans, right. but it isn't translated that way. It's a cover up. And it's, uh, and the King James says, I will not leave you comfortless. Well, mm. that, that doesn't tell us the, why, why would the word orphanos when we know what orphans are, it means I will not. You, Christ was leaving. He planted his seed of, of truth in our hearts. But she, the daughter, uh, is. it says the spirit makes intercession with groanings that cannot be uttered. Christ intercedes in heaven. She intercedes in our hearts. Together, they are, uh, they are uh, the, a team that help our salvation. But um, uh, it, it's not just... Uh, uh, an influence from Christ that comes, give me your spirit. It, it's uh, I believe she is shown in Revelation uh, when when John John I'm sorry Revelation one verse thirteen John saw one like the Son of Man, girt about the paps, and that Greek word mastos means female breast. Mm -hmm. So she is uh, she is the one that is walking among the candlesticks, which are the churches. And at the end of each uh, yeah. of the seven churches, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Yeah. So I'm seeing that that uh, they are working on our behalf and uh, accomplish our salvation if we surrender to the Spirit. If we if we want Christ in our life, she shows us how to live, just like she showed him how to live. And mm -hmm. we can be warned, and and sometimes we have miracles in our lives, but. Uh, in general, it's it's it, God doesn't show up every day in a bright, overwhelming way to tell us what to do. He's wanting us to choose and make choices 
and learn from even from our mistakes how how to how to live better. And uh, that's that's the process I'm seeing uh, that we we have to have. And and the tokens in in the Jewish ceremony, they had not only a lamb slain sometimes as a sacrifice, but a poor per- person might have a pair of turtle doves. Right. And they would wring the head off of one dove, uh, and the other dove would be uh, dipped in its blood. Well, that was like the Holy Spirit. She was the dove. She was. Uh, she had to go through the anguish of seeing her lover mm-hmm. from eternity. And they haven't married at this point, but there's a wedding in heaven at the end, <laughs> and we can we can be there, you know, for it. Uh, and I'm looking forward to you know happy times and and as as subjects of their kingdom of fairness, love, and kindness, and all of that, where uh, the present system of uh, of uh, force and hate and uh, uh, disobedience and and ignorance is, is gone, basically. Amen. Well, what would you what would your response be then to someone who says, you know, if Christ is supposed to marry his sister at the wedding feast and, you know, we're commanded not to be involved in incest and things like that, how would you relate or, you know, discuss that aspect of it? Well, that's a good question, I guess. But um, the, the idea is that um, we, we, find from human relationships that people don't have a perfect heredity and they um they can have uh, diseases or conditions that they inherit when they are inbred families in um, marrying and for generation after generation is is trouble um on the other hand uh we're we're not be can two walk together except they be agreed and uh, there would be no other partner in eternity that could be the equal to Christ, except uh, the, uh, uh, she who had been involved with him in man's salvation and had worked together. Um, I, I don't worry. What, what God says is, is law and rule and right. Uh, I can see the wisdom for it, uh, you know, to in our relationships. Yeah. I, I'm glad I found somebody that wasn't my sister, <laughs> Mary. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you know, siblings fight too, you know, and it, it's uh, for supremacy. But um, I, I think that uh, that that's not a problem to me. I, I see that uh, uh, it, it's a wonderful thing uh, that uh, that. And by the way, in the Old Testament, uh, the word El Shaddai, I'm, I was told when in a Bible class that it means mighty breasted one. OK, mm-hmm. yeah. so uh, it, it can reflect the, the uh, whatever our need is. Uh, there is uh, uh, nourishment or help for us in, in the time of need. Yeah, amen. Amen. Hey, folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for today's portion of this great interview with Dr. Richard Ruling. I love it every time Dr. Ruling comes on and gives us his wisdom and insight into to end time scenarios and, and all the, the spiritual things that go on. And, and, folks, you know, you may or may not agree with Dr. Ruling's ideas, but that's okay. That's the whole purpose of this podcast is to put them out there to get people to thinking. The most important thing you can do is read your Bible and allow the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom and understanding. All right. Now, that being said, Dr. Ruling is going to come back for part two in the very next episode. 
because it, you know, it's getting it's getting even better. I'm praise God, and and some of the things he said, I've started studying over myself, and I tell you, they make 100% complete sense. So I urge you, drop down the show notes, get in touch with Doctor Ruley, order his book. I got the book down there uh, about the mega quake coming in, in 2023, and, and we're seeing signs of that right now. But folks, you need to do your own studies that's the whole point in this podcast is to put the word out there let you check it up for yourself amen till next time it's pastor bob reminding you be blessed in all that you do thank you for listening to today's episode of the kingdom crossroads podcast please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.